This is the Build Our Future podcast. We shape our buildings, and afterwards our buildings shape us. A window into the past, present, and future of the construction industry. There's still a lot of unlocked doors. Clarity with design, craftsmanship with the build. There's still a lot to find out and do and invent. Collaboration for our future. You know, I don't think it's the end of the invention. The Build Our Future podcast with Raul Faria. Let's build. Begins now. Welcome to the Builder Future podcast. Extremely happy today to have John Reed from Faber. Um, John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Raul. I know uh, it's always great to connect with uh, industry professionals and also people in the uh, you know construction technology world. Yeah, you know it's it's great to actually uh, talk to you because I've been following you on LinkedIn for a little while and um, kind of loving what you're doing. A little bit more specific to our to our industry, uh, but why don't you share with our listeners a little bit more about what it is Faber does and, uh, and, and what your journey has been like to, to bring this in. Yeah. So, you know, to get to my journey, I guess, in the construction industry would have been back when I was 16 years old, kind of starting as a, just a general labor, helping out uh, my friend's dad's subcontracting company, you know, wasn't rocket science, sweeping floors, moving material, those sort of things. And really it's obviously evolved over my university days and, and whatnot. And uh, you know, we we found a big need for what Faber does and, you know, for all the listeners out there, Faber basically helps construction companies connect with verified and vetted construction workers. Um, and initially, I saw this problem firsthand when I was working as a laborer and, and wondering why, you know, my crew was always kind of disappearing. There'd be a guy here, a guy there, right? Or, you know, the quality of the workers that I was working with weren't hitting the, the bar. And, you know, my team and I quickly kind of all got together and, and realized that there was a big need to kind of replace the traditional temporary labor agency model. And, um, that's where the light bulb moment kind of happened back in our university days. And uh, we, we set out to build a, a super easy platform for construction companies to, to find workers and then construction workers to obviously find work. But beyond that, people that might have not have thought construction was a, a, a route that they wanted to go. And, you know, they can just download the app and, and get in touch with these construction companies. Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting to say that I remember when I started out too, you know, uh, learning on site and stuff and you'd call some of the, we won't mention their names, but you know, you call some of them and you never know from day to day, are you going to get the same people? What can they actually do? How much um, onboarding do I have to do? Do I have to do it every day? Do I not? Like there were, there were so many questions as to, you know, what your productivity would actually be like on a job site, right? Um, and so I, so, you know, you seeing that and kind of bridging that gap, it, um, sounds like pretty ideal scenario. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think it really aligns with our vision or sorry, our mission statement is, uh, you know, we're trying to leverage uh, technical innovation to empower and grow a better construction workforce. Um, so, you know, it's taking out a lot of those guessing games that contractors have when they use temporary labor agencies. Uh, and that's obviously a big thing that we hear from a lot of our customers is, you know, the favor tools been able to take away the guessing of who's coming to their project, what are their skills and experience, how many job sites have they worked on, how many hours that they've worked on, right? And, you know, to say that we were 100% accurate on everything, I'd be lying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think if we can be 50 to 60%, you know, better than what's currently out there and work toward getting to that 100% with amazing construction companies and amazing construction workers, then we're just all going to have a way better, better industry. Yeah. You know, it's like my mentor says, right? Progress, not perfection, because as you progress, your, your, your perfect scenario keeps changing with the times as well. Right. <laughs> totally. It's funny. You find a chord and you think, Oh, wow. I have that, 
you know, that ooh moment or that light bulb moment. And then it's like the light bulb turns off and you're like, wait, didn't I just fix that problem? And it's like, you know, you have another issue that you have to have to solve. So, um, you know, we're always iterating and we're always, uh, you know, making technical innovations in order to drive the product forward for a lot of our customers. So did you did you did you start out with just providing labor um, and then kind of move to more like skilled workers, tradesmen, that kind of thing? Yeah. So initially, when we first started out, we obviously didn't have an app at all. Obviously, uh, most 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 startups don't really start with that. It either starts with, uh, you know, Excel or Google Sheets in our case. And so, um, you know, myself and both my co-founders kind of got together, um, you know, just built out a quick Google Sheet, started onboarding just workers with their just general information and, you know, going over to job sites and being like, hey, do you need, do you need people? And yeah, I would say initially it started off definitely heavy on the general labor side of things and then slowly adapted more into the trades as our clients started to, you know, prod us and ask us questions. Hey, when are you going to start providing carpenters? And when are you start going to providing concrete form workers and that sort of thing? And it's, it's obviously evolved beyond just trying to connect people with current people in the industry, but also people that are, are new to the industry um, and are wanting to get into construction and using the Faber platform uh, to bridge that gap in order to find a great construction company. Yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting you say that. I know you we, we use the, the the terms labor and then skilled worker and then tradesman. Um, but do you find that there's a disconnect between some of those terms? Because um, I find in construction, a laborer is actually more of a skilled worker because there is a way in which to do the labor, right? It's not just picking stuff up and putting it somewhere else. It's there's actually a skill involved in doing some of that actual quote unquote labor work as it pertains to construction. Yeah, I think there's a there's obviously a big difference between a skilled craftsman and obviously a, a laborer. You know, the skilled craftsman is probably, you know, in, in one trade, plumbers would be a good example, electricians, uh, you know, pipe fitters, HVAC personnel, right? And, it, you know, it goes down into the carpenters as well. Uh, on the labor side, I think it's, you know, how we kind of define it is in two ways. The skilled labor side is obviously someone who's maybe worked more than six months in a given trade. So that could be landscaping, that could be, you know, concrete form work. And they, they kind of generally know how a construction site works. And then on just the labor side of things, it's someone that's maybe new to construction, only worked, you know, three weeks in construction, that sort of thing, and is, is, is really trying to bridge the gap in order to learn um, and then, you know, leverage themselves up to a skilled labor. And then from there, it's like, okay, you've got them to a point where maybe they've worked six months as a, a landscaper with one of our, you know, landscaping customers. And they're like, look, that's the route I want to go. Okay, how do I use the favor platform in order to only connect with landscaping jobs, learn how to build retaining walls, you know, learn how to lay paving stones properly, you know, learn how to do sod and grade and all that sort of stuff. So um, you know, eventually they start to actually learn skills over time. And that's kind of our vision of favor, right? Is building this global construction workforce uh, that really empowers the people in order to get into the industry. Yeah. I mean, and go, taking it back to the start, like how, how long, uh, how long ago did you, did you launch uh, favor? Yeah, we launched in 2016, just in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of spent the first, I would say, three years kind of using that as a sandbox market, some highs, some lows, some big wins, as everyone knows in the construction industry. Um, and then, you know, most recently, we've broken down into the Dallas and Houston market in the United States. And that's been, a, you know, a whole different beast <laughs> among itself. But it's been really exciting and, and exciting to see, uh, you know, a lot of the customers uh, that we work with down there have very similar problems to customers that we have in Vancouver, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that being said, I'm sure it's the same for cu- customers in Toronto or, you know, uh, potential customers in other U.S. cities. Yeah. So, I mean, when you first started out, I mean, I'm sure you probably had questions as to, um, I mean, what everyone says, how, like what makes you different from the other labor companies out there? Like, how did you kind of bridge that gap to to kind of show them that what you what you guys were doing was was different? You know, initially in the beginning, we didn't really have a competitive advantage, right? I think the one competitive advantage that we did roll with was the fact that we kept our margins really low and we used all that, you know, kind of lower margin and obviously to win the business, but also to pass a lot of the money off to the worker themselves. So that's a big thing for us is obviously transparency on both sides of the equation, but also to to make sure, you know, the money coming in from the contractors into our platform gets fairly distributed to the workers first. Um, and making sure that they get paid very, very high and very fair wages, uh, because at the end of the day, they're the ones doing the work. So that was one of our big competitive advantages off the get-go. But, you know, Raul, I think one of our biggest things was just our mission and vision statement that we had. Um, And, you know, when we were talking to customers, we said, you know, this is where we are now, and this is where we want to be. And getting them to really get bought in with that vision and that dream, um, I think was obviously one of the big successes we've had. And, you know, we're, we've acted out on a lot of the, the vision and the roadmap that we had. And, you know, we're continuing to do that day by day. Yeah, you know, that's that's pretty fantastic. You did that because I think that transparency helps, especially in, in, in today's kind of market, because companies don't, especially when it comes to tech, you know, and what you're doing, it's like a mix of tech with, you know, actual like providing workforce. Um, what I find is me being a GC too, whatever, whoever I partner up with and collaborate with, I want to make sure that they're going to be growing with me as well. You know, you might not grow at the same level, the same time all the time, but you want to know that growth is there and it's like stuff is just not going to be stagnant. Yeah. And I think that part, part of that is coming to, to, you know, reinvesting within your business. Um, as every bit good business owner knows when you're starting off, you know, it isn't about just taking the profits and going and spending those profits. It's about taking those profits and reinvesting those into your company. Right. Right. Um, And, you know, that's something that we continue to do a lot of, you know, our competitors who have been around for, you know, 25 to 30 years, uh, you know, they're they're older companies, uh, you know, it's less on innovation and more on, you know, bottom line, how much profit can we bring in? Right. Opposed to the favor model, which is like, Hey, you know, we plan on being here for the next, you know, 50 years uh, as construction evolves. Uh, you know, it's, it's not in our, you know, it's not in our interest right now to just be greedy and put the money back into our pockets. It's like, how can we keep innovating to make our customers lives easier? And I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head there is yes, we're a technology first company, but we also do have that, you know, trades aspect of supplying those workers. And, you know, it goes back to the, the mission statement of leveraging techno technical innovation. Um, so, you know, that, that to me really, uh, stuck out in the very beginning when we were building the business. So tell me a little bit more about the different solutions that that Faber has to to offer to a, a contractor like me. I know you're not in Toronto as of yet, but if, if you know if, if your Faber is in a market, like what like what kind of solutions do you provide contractors? Yeah, totally. So, you know, definitely on the construction worker side of things as well. So say you needed, you know, five guys to go and do a self-performed demo project, we would be able to provide you with those five people to come in for a week and help with, you know, interior ripouts and things like that. Um, we also manage the payroll on that whole entire project. So, you know, say you're working on net 30 days on that project for that GC, we'd actually front the cost and pay those workers directly first. So, you know, they get paid, they don't have to wait for us to get paid. So that's obviously a big advantage. 
we take care of all the insurance, all the WCB or the WSIB requirements. Um, so, you know, you're basically getting a full-time worker without a lot of liability on the construction company side of things. Um, so, you know, that's one use case. The other, obviously, use case is, um, you know, staffing out your whole entire company and uh, using the Favor platform more as a payroll tool. Uh, so we see that time and time again is, you know, a lot of construction companies, they want variable costs when it comes to labor as projects go up and then projects come down, right? Um, and you're going to see those influxes. So using Faber as that tool, obviously. And then, you know, to supplement in for concrete pours is another big one. You know, you need a bunch of people in order to make sure that runs correctly and, you know, supplementing in guys for just three or four days, right, in order to help there. So, um, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to utilize the tool, um, but most of it obviously comes down to, to sourcing workers and, and using them uh, as you would your full-time staff. Yeah, I mean, to, to piggyback of what you just said, that uh, sourcing workers, I mean, um, like checking out the, the website and everything that you guys do, you guys seem to have a, a pretty robust kind of screening process. Like, How do you go about screening some of the new people that come in? Because quite obviously, it would instill confidence in you know, your clients on the contractor side saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, we vetted this person. This is what we've done. These are the projects we worked on. So how how do you go about doing that? Yeah, that's a really great question. And, you know, I think, you know, one big thing for us is obviously the rating and review system in our app. So every worker and construction company as well actually get rated and reviewed. So the the worker, obviously, after his first job rates the, the construction company and the construction company rates the worker, right? It's got to be fair in that regard. Yeah, it's got to be a two-way uh, street for sure. The one-way street doesn't doesn't fly pretty well in, no, in other totally. platforms as we've seen. <laughs> totally, right? So, uh, you know, that's that's one kind of step that we do on an ongoing basis as workers work on the platform and all that data is tracked um, into their profile. But as for the, you know, beginning of the vetting process is, Every worker has to provide two references from past employers that they've worked for that our team calls and screens to make sure those person has those credentials. Every worker has to provide a valid Canadian SIN number that gets verified to make sure they can legally work in Canada. Every worker has to have a valid Canadian bank account because we don't pay by cash or check. Everything's done through a direct deposit, directly through payment rails. Um, so, you know, those three processes alone, um, you know, are, are kind of the, the main screening processes uh, that we use just to make sure that person obviously is hitting all those checks and balances that's there. Every worker provides a profile photo, a short bio about themselves. And we also allow our, our customers to actually give the worker a call before they even start using them. Um, and so, you know, well, so you it's, a, it's a an added, added like, well. yeah, it's like an added pre-screening just to see fit too. Cause you know, on construction sites, there are so many different personalities, right? It's sometimes, oh man. I know I I 100% agree there and it's uh and so we we you know we do everything we can and and I think you know um as the workers get rated they get bucketed and, and things like that so um there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes Raul and you know a lot of the things that we're doing behind the scenes just it's kind of unheard of for a construction company to even do that with their full-time staff um so just really trying to uh you know innovate on let's reward the people that are kicking ass every single day because I think sometimes that doesn't happen in traditional construction environments as well. There's a lot of, you know, that's my uncle. So, you know, I get to work on this project or, you know, I'm really good friends with the site superintendent. So, you know, I can dog it, you know, toward the end of the week. Right. And it, there's just, isn't really any of that transparency portion. Right. And, you know, a favorite eliminates that completely and all those, you know, discriminatory bias and things like that through the rating and review system that we have. So, I mean, 
elaborate a little bit more about the onboarding process from both sides, I guess, from, from, you know, your, the worker side and the contractor side, is it, uh, for lack of a better term, I, I don't want to put it in that, you know, like the apps out there where it match be, matches people together. Is it something like that? Or is it more like a shortlisted kind of thing based on a specific job description? Yeah. So, um, you know, workers on board, just like they would Uber, um, you know, they would go to our website, they would fill out the forms that need to get filled out, wait for the verifications to happen. And then once they're verified, they can basically start seeing job cards that are um, on the app. Um, and those job cards are curated by um, construction companies. So, you know, a construction company can easily onboard to our system. Uh, once they're onboarded to our system, they can start requesting workers based on you know, the skill level they need, uh, the job description that they want, all that sort of information that gets sent out to our database. It pings our database, our algorithm. So there's no human element here. It's all machine to machine. Um, basically sends that job card out to workers based on their skill, location, and their availability um, for that project. Um, and we've been able to match workers, you know, 800 meters away from their house to construction <laughs> projects, which is pretty wild because, yeah. you know, you hear stories of people having to travel quite, quite the distance, right? And yeah. think about it. I'm a, I'm a carpenter. I get up at six in the morning, you know, I'm driving to my work site and I already passed six construction way, sites on my way to work, right? It's to me, that just doesn't make sense from an efficient perspective is like, why aren't you working on projects that are, you know, as close to your home as possible, right? Mm -hmm. um it just makes everyone else's life quite a bit easier in my mind so yeah i mean that yeah you're exactly right i can't I, I can't tell you the number of construction sites i drive by i think about it differently it's like why am i not building that why am i not building but i could see it from you know from a carpenter yeah. or electricians like the, the the number of possibilities out there right but so what's the turnaround time like if like you know am i able to post something on say in the afternoon and have somebody the next morning or like generally what is that kind of turnaround time like? Yeah, it varies based on the skill level for sure. You know, kind of the more, uh, you know, granular you get. So if say you were looking for, you know, a concrete form worker to do architectural form work with some design work involved and, you know, X, Y, and Z that, that, that might live in the marketplace for two weeks. Right. And you might be waiting obviously a bit longer, um, but when it comes to like the general labor, skilled labor sort of things like rough carpentry, you know, for the most part, you know, those higher skills, two to five days. And then on the labor side, pretty much instantly um, in Vancouver currently, we can match you to a worker in like less than 30 seconds. Oh, wow. That's uh yeah. that's, the, that's a pretty robust algorithm <laughs> that you have to. Yeah. Do that well, well quick, think right? Think about it, right? Everyone's on their mobile phone nowadays, you know, yeah. whether it's uh, they're texting, whether they're on WhatsApp, whether they're booking Ubers, whether they're ordering food, um, you know, so mm -hmm. it's the same thing for, for jobs, right? It's like, you, you know, you get a job notification and you're on the bus, you just go in and click view the job. Okay, wow, this looks great. Accept the job, it shows duration of the job, it shows what the job is about, it shows, you know, which company the job's for, the general location on where it is. So it's creating that transparency. You know, right now, a lot of construction workers either go three ways to find work, right? It's okay, I apply full-time for a construction company and I might get, you know, vision, mission statements, culture, you know, this is what we do, this is what we build. But for the most part, you have no idea what project you're gonna be getting sent, sent out to um, on a weekly basis. Um, you know, number two, you could obviously go through a traditional staffing company where you line up in the morning at like 5 a.m. You wait to get dispatched. You don't know what the environment that you're obviously going into. And so that's obviously another big issue. Or, you know, you blindly go on Craigslist uh, or Kijiji, <laughs> obviously, in, 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 
I know in the, the East Coast, Kijiji is a big thing. And you say, hey, you know, um, interested in working this job for two days, right? And you don't know if the guy's going to pay you at the end of the two days or like if you're insured on the project. And, you know, if you get hurt, what happens? You know, with the favor platform, it takes away all the guessing because you know what you're getting into before you actually get into it, right? Uh, and that obviously creates the transparency on the, the worker side of things because when they show up to the job site, there's no surprises, right? Um, and, it's, and it's easy for the, the construction company to put all that information in directly onto our app. And it's neat. I mean, from a, from a contractor perspective, it, it's nice to be able to see somebody's profile, do some of our own little vetting, because we, we do that anyway for, you know, like you said, anyone that you hire on as a full-time role or a contract basis, but the worker now can check out the company too. Like, are they safe? Like, what are their reviews like? Do, you know, do, do is there anything for me to be concerned about? Because you can pretty much find anything on the internet these days. And like you said, everyone's in front of a screen regardless. Totally. And it's like, you know, uh, who, who knows, eventually maybe we'll have video meetings that you can have for, uh, you know, a minute with the guy, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're, everyone's got a screen, you know, everyone's got a camera on their phone <laughs> nowadays, right? It's, yeah. uh, you know, that's, I think the big differentiator. And then, you know, I, I think like, as we continue to expand North America wide, you know, a big thing for us is your profile kind of follows with you everywhere. It's not like a resume mm -hmm. where say I'm, you know, living in Dallas and I drive to, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because, you know, my family has to move there because my wife got a job there and I'm a carpenter, you know, I can show you my resume to the HR lady and say, hey, these are the companies I work for and she can call through the references or all that live data can live directly in the app. Um, and then from there, obviously, he can just turn on his phone, change his geolocation and start getting pinged for job offers in that area. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you were in the Vancouver, you launched in the Vancouver area. And now you're in the Houston, Dallas area. Are there any other areas that you are currently at or expanding into? You know, right now, those are kind of the three main focuses that we have at this point. Um, you know, we've looked at some other Canadian cities as well. Calgary, Edmonton, probably uh, down the line. I think Toronto, possibly after that. Um, you know, Toronto is a very union, pro-union environment. And currently right now, we just, you know, don't have any of the architecture set up in order to work with union contractors. So I think eventually down the line, but, you know, a big thing for us is making sure that we're going into the right markets um, based off, you know, construction trends and things like that. Yeah. I mean, but, but you know, f funny you say that because uh, I guess, I guess in my line, I don't necessarily see as much union work in, in the GTA, but I think it depends on the pockets that you're in for sure. I could see that, um, you know, depending on the project site I'm on this, you know, it could be heavy union, shall we say, but I mean, this, this, lack of uh, workers and trades and the flexibility that that provide it you could probably say it's a global issue too any like plans for um, expansion outside north america because you know i i moved here from dubai and you see like the construction that goes on in dubai and now in you know different parts of europe and everyone's saying all over the world there's such a severe lack of trades and laborers and skilled workers that nobody knows where actually to find them so everyone's like trying to hold on to their good guys as they say I'm open to challenging the point that there is uh, an issue finding skilled tradespeople. And because I think there is an issue finding skilled tradespeople, but I think there's also one of the bigger issues is the training issue. Yeah. Is there's not enough construction companies actually willing to invest in people that don't have the current skills now because they're worried that their investment there will result in maybe that person leaving and they spent a year training the guy and now he's working for another client. And, but you have to remember, 
is we all compete with each other, whether you're a general contractor competing with another general contractor, but if we all don't train the future generation of construction workers, we're all gonna be screwed because there's not gonna be enough people, obviously, in order to fill a lot of those roles. There's people jumping at the bit in order to get an opportunity to work as a carpenter, to work as a skilled tradesperson. I, I truly believe that. I think it's about targeting those people and, and, and showing them that there is a way in order to do it. Um, you know, trade schools are great. I think there's a lot of, you know, value there, but, you know, there's a cost obviously involved to go into a trade school for the most part. Um, you know, at least with, you know, the favor platform in my mind is I'm a young kid. I just came out of high school. I don't plan on going to university. Um, and, you know, I hop on the favor app. I find someone who wants to train me for six months. And now I start building my, you know, digital resume basically online. Um, and so, you know, Yes, I think there's some trade shortage issues, but I think there's also a big training shortage issue. Yeah, I guess I never looked at it from that perspective. I, I mean, I could look at myself too at times, right? Obviously, I learned from someone else and I started my own. So maybe that's that's my own kind of bias that if I spent too much time, they might go. But what, I, what I've realized uh, begrudgingly with time is, is we all make those mistakes from time to time, but the only way you're actually gonna attract good talent is if you train them properly. If they leave, they leave, you can't do anything about it, but you got that opportunity at one point, right? So um, I think you're right. I think the training, the training side of things has to come. And also people I think just have to be included as part of a vision and, and an idea sometimes because people don't want to be just robots going to a job site coming back they want to totally. know the plan like we talked about progress right they want to grow and grow and grow um but yeah you know what tell our listeners where they can find you um you know where the platform is they want to learn more about it, if they want to jump on from either side yeah totally so you know um if you want to find me online um i post quite frequently on linkedin uh, you can just search up john reed co-founder at favor technologies um, you know, for construction companies, uh, you know, in the Toronto area, if you just want to download the app and check it out, you just go to Faber Connect in the app store, uh, free to download and play around with, obviously. And then on the construction worker side of things, you just go to uh, www.faberconnect.com slash worker, um, and you can sign up there, or you can go to the Faber Worker app uh, in your app store or Android store. Um, pretty simple from there, man. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Well, thanks for coming on, John. I'm uh, I'm pretty uh, interested to see how you guys grow 2021 and beyond. And I'll be looking for you guys to come to this market because we can always use, uh, you know, more people to help out on our job sites. Yeah, sounds great, Rule. Thanks for connecting.